I guess uh, we are right. we are right. right now. <laughs> That's a perfect start. Yeah, we'll do it that way. Great. Uh, this this week's episodes of Awesome Awful are just kind of a it's, it's sporadic hodgepodge. I mean, we're going to talk about some history stuff because I wanted to talk to you about the fucking Templars. The Knights of Templars. The Knights Templar, yeah. Or Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. Is that how it is? Yeah, Knights Templar. Yeah. I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. Okay. I, mean, I might disappoint you. I'm, you know, I, will, uh, I wanted to just get your opinion on it, because I, li- I know a little bit to talk about it. You might know more than me, then. Because okay. I think uh, they're aligned with, like, uh, the, um, the Crusades. Right. right. Yeah, yeah they, that's they, about they, as far as my knowledge goes with them. Okay, so... And, like, I think they're somehow intertwined with conspiracy theories. Just. A lot of conspiracy yeah. theories. So, the Templars, when they originally started, they were founded to protect the pilgrims on the Holy Trail, Holy, on the trail to the Holy Land. But there's only, like, 13 of them, or, like, 7 of them, when they first started. So it's they're like the Minutemen. It's like how could they do that? Fallout. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like how could they protect the pilgrims if the land from the trail from Jerusalem to England was just like they couldn't do it. So they were digging around in what was the I think the Temple of Solomon. That was the uh, uh, they thought they found it because it's been lost to history. So they go to their Jerusalem. And they're digging around the Temple of Solomon, and then all of a sudden, like, the Knights Templar become huge. And just immediately powerful, and they're getting money from all these different kings. Oh, shit, did they, like, uncover some, like, hidden truth or something? People think they found the Holy Grail. Oh, shit. Yeah. And oh, shit. So, this is but juicy. That's the thing of it is, is they're, everyone just kind of like, yeah, yeah, they were started because they wanted to protect pilgrims. It's like, there were seven of them, though. How many pilgrims are they actually protecting at this time? Because if there's only... There, I mean, it was single, like seriously single digits. I don't know if it was seven, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen. Right. There wasn't a lot. And all of a sudden, these guys, they're part of the Masons. And so they were really good builders, so they could really do a lot of good excavating. And they're in Jerusalem, and they're digging around for a couple of years, and all of a sudden, they fucking skyrocket. And... uh they come really fucking powerful. And then, I can't remember if it was like 16-something or another, but the Pope at the time sealed, sent out these secret orders, and they were to be open on Friday the 13th, and that's why Friday the 13th is unlucky. And it was to arrest the Templars to uh, fucking, you know, because they were too powerful. And you know how we were talking about if you want to label somebody's argument in a, just ruthless, uh, just uh, get like so it doesn't have any grammar. Invalid. Invalid. There you yeah. go. You want to invalidate someone's argument, you label them crazy. This was that, but it was instead of labeling them crazy, they labeled them as heretics. And being that the Pope was fucking king of the world back then, he held all the power. I mean, fucking kings knelt no, no, to the Pope because he was the vicar of Christ. He's the guy God chose to communicate through the rest of the world. Could you imagine having that much power? It's fucking nuts. Imagine having that much fucking power. Right, but that was one of the problems. You move your fucking finger. Yeah. Millions of people die. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah. It's... That's fucking insane. Nuts. But, so he does this and he gets like all the Templars either get murdered getting arrested get arrested or they flee and but the thing about it is because they were they were getting amassing all of this wealth and power and prestige and the Templars <coughs> the Templars were yeah. and that's why they wanted to do it is because they were getting too powerful they were, are, they, they were, are they close to like at this point in the story are they like close to like a, a samurai level like well, they're like the personal guard of the. No, they are their own thing. At this oh, point, when okay. they get taken down, they are almost as powerful as the church. Gotcha. So they're yeah, a competing so, force for power. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, have, okay, and, okay, okay. But it was in a short amount of time from when they first started sure. to when they get taken out. You know, they just fucking skyrocketed, and so the prevailing theory is that they found either the Holy Grail, they found. Uh, eight, uh, the Da Vinci Code talked about this, the book, and that actually is the uh, holy bloodline. That that's what the Grail is is proof. Uh, it's Mary Magdalene, and it's proof through the ages that 
Jesus had a family and that he has a, a living bloodline to this day. And that's what the Templars were, you know, uh, not what they were founded for. They were founded to protect pilgrims. But that's what they're, uh, what they eventually became. But now, through the lens of history, looking back, they're seen as just vile, bad guys. They're the, they're the Illuminati. They're part of the Illuminati. They're, uh, they're the bad guys in the conspiracy. Because it was contorted to be, make them the enemy. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, so, I was thinking about that. Everybody while. thinks they're a freedom fighter. Exactly. Did you ever listen to... Oh, God, his name's going to fucking escape my mind. Hold on, I can find it real quick. He was a guy, he was a Marine, and he uh, wrote a book called Out of the Frying Pan, and he was on Joe Rogan, and he was on Jocko Wilnick. I've heard of the guy. I, I uh, listened to his story and Dakota stuff. Dakota yeah. Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, he goes, you know, everyone thought they were right that day. Yeah. And like that's just... It's true. That's one of the things Even the terrorists his, think they're fighting for freedom. Like, Meyer, holy shit, I pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the things I fucking love about history is who you're looking at. Depending on who you're looking at, either you're the bad guy in this story or you're the victor, the hero. And the, the teller of the story gets to pick the enemy. Yeah. Who's going to be the teller of the story? There's another line from a movie, Braveheart. Uh, history is written by those who have hanged heroes. Yep. And it's like... It's... it's Ooh, it's not, that's fucking spot on. It's dark. Yeah. And it's it's fucking cool though. Yeah. You know? Well that's like, that's that's why when we talked about doing this podcast, the the awesome aspect of history. Uh, I didn't know it was gonna be my personal history, but uh that's yeah. fine. Uh for for the awful or and the awesome aspects of history, I just I fucking love it. And I'm always infuriated by those who say it's boring. It's like how can you find like the ancient Egyptians building pyramids that we can't build today, doing it so mathematically perfectly that they line up with stars and like the the latitude and longitude of where they are is exact. Like that shit's fascinating to it's, me. The thing is, it's not just fascinating. Like seeing a sunset is fascinating. True. What the ancient Egyptians did, or it's probably pre-Egyptian. Yeah, for how old yeah, it is. Yeah. For, for how crazy that area is, mm-hmm. it is endlessly fascinating. Because when there's just zero written record, it, it becomes all speculation. Yep. And not just for the nuts like me, who think it's some ancient civilization that's still around. Yeah. That's what I still think, and they're still running shit from, from the shadows, because why the fuck would they ever show their faces? Right, they if they have there. all ultimate power... Why the fuck would they ever show their faces? Puppets. But anyway, it, yeah. Like, the puppet doesn't understand the string that's pulling it. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> anyways. Um, it's... It even invalidates, since there's no written record or, or various proofs mm-hmm. or various sources, it still invalidates even the experts who think they put together the be- the quote-unquote experts. Yeah. Who think they put together the best guess of a story that right. they can think of. Well... The best guess 50 years ago in 1970 was that um, hunter-gatherers started about 5,500 B.C. And then it just kind of came into being that societies grew up out of agriculture because they stopped being nomadic tribes. That was the best guess in the 70s, and people have just added on from there. Yeah. And instead of saying, hey, here's some new evidence that challenges this best guess, they go, well, my entire career depends on what I just contributed to the best guess of the 70s. And because of that reason, I am going to invalidate your new evidence because Mm -hmm. it's my own ego getting in the way of science. And it's happening industry-wide. And because of that, we're having a misshapen, misviewed, misguided view of history. And it's, it's sad, but it's human nature. Yeah. You know? Well, that's one thing. What you just said is my whole entire career staked on this. Yeah. So now I have a valid interest. A, it's a conflict of uh, interest. Yeah, conflict. A, yeah. A, a, a financial interest mm-hmm. in making sure the narrative stays the same. Yeah. Because I, if it changes, then I no longer become the expert that people are called on. Exactly. When I'm the, not the talking head anymore. Yeah. I'm not the... I'm not the uh, best in my field anymore because I've made a grand mistake. Mm-hmm. Kind of. 
but really that information you added on was valuable. Yeah. It's just redefined now because of this new evidence. That's all it is. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's I don't understand because when it comes to science, like you test the hypothesis. Yeah. And it's you the, you follow the evidence to come to your conclusion. Yeah, you just, don't follow the conclusion to find your evidence. Yeah, even if it's wrong. You don't go, oh, well, you know, you're fucking stupid for picking that hypothesis. Right. No, it's, you were wrong. Yeah. All right, let's pick another one. Let's try to find the answer. Yeah. Not double down on this whole, okay, but, you know, I'm not really wrong. You're the one that's I've got to be right no matter yeah. what thing, yeah. Because that, that's one thing that I've really tried to do for my life now is if, if I find, some, if I read something, and go, oh, okay, that sucks. And then I'll go, okay, that's, that's the information that I know now. But then if I read something that counteracts that, okay, well, I want to try to find another source that either confirms or denies part A or part B. Yeah. And then if I the one that I believe is part A, but I keep finding evidence for part B, I don't go, well, all this other shit's wrong. I, A I, lot of people do, though. Yeah. And you do unconsciously. Everyone does unconsciously. Yeah. That's, that's what cognitive bias is. Yeah. That's Or confirmation bias, I mean. That's what confirmation bias is. It's just you do it naturally because you're like, hey... This is an article I read because I clicked on it because it's something that interests me. Because I picked it. Because I picked exactly. This information's correct. Yeah, and just because you didn't pick the counter argument to it yeah. doesn't mean you're wrong. Yeah. You know, just, you haven't read the counter argument. Or if you see it, you see it in the, clearly in the headline that it's going to go against you, you're going to naturally want to shove it off and yeah. not read it. And because it naturally happens, you're just going to get dug more and more and more in your information silo. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just how this is working. And and why people are so confused by it and so dishonest with themselves and with others baffles me. Right. It's like, just admit you were wrong. Or, or admit that you don't know. Yeah. That's all I'm asking you to do. You that's... don't have to admit that you were just completely batshit crazy for yeah. six years. You can just say, hey, I was misinformed, you know, like, let's, let's, let's find the truth together instead of I'm right, you're wrong. Get let's get over this. Yeah. That's one thing that I've also really tried to do is whenever I am asked a question that I don't know the answer to, I don't know, but I'm going to look into it and get back to you. Yeah. Cause that, it goes, it comes back down to learning and people who are afraid to admit that they're wrong or that they don't know, they're afraid that they, they're afraid to learn in a sense because if you can come to the conclusion that you don't know, but you want to find out, well, then that's, you're going to learn. And I think that's what it comes down to is that these people just don't want to learn. They are, I already have the information that I know. I don't need to learn anymore. Yeah. But it's, you can constantly, you, you always are learning anyway. It's not that you have the conscious choice to stop learning. You're going to pick up shit anyway. But if you have the, the confirmation bias, tens, chances are you're going to pick the things that confirm what you already think you know. But right. if you have the honesty in yourself to go, I don't know, then you're gonna that's gonna have you you're gonna find an unbiased answer. You're gonna look for an unbiased answer because you don't know. Like, you know, why is the sky blue? Oh fuck, I don't really know it hundred percent, but I'm gonna like the comment what I thought that I knew was that it's the light reflecting off the ocean. Yeah, and it's like and, and if somebody comes back with nah uh my sources say it's because the mole people shine a light up there. Right. They're going to be like, well, that information doesn't hold up to scientific rigor. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine does, so therefore mine is the true truth. Yeah. You know, it's like, but not um. all of my sources say the fucking mole people do this. It's like, well, then you have, you guys are not even coming close to the middle. Yeah, you know? we're, like, we're not even going to yeah. be able to have a discussion you know, you, about there, this. There's no discussion to even have. Mm-hmm. And it's until... People understand that there is a hierarchy of truth. Yeah. You know, like you can say, like the like what's going on in the media right now is, um, or was during the election fraud days, is the mainstream media was saying, "Hey, there's no evidence of voter fraud," which is technically true. Which is technically true because they refuse to look at it. Nobody wants to, and, and that's one version of the truth because they're not wrong. Yeah. That is the truth. Inherently, but there's a higher there's a higher truth than even that. When it goes, hey, the courts haven't looked into any of the evidence. That's even more fucking true. (laughs) It's like, oh my god, that one once makes 
division within people. The other unifies people. Yeah. It's crazy, right? right. It's yeah. weird how they're manipulating the information that they just give you. Yeah. Uh, what are you so to kind of go off what you're talking about the truth? So we have different degrees of murder, different degrees of killing people. Yeah, but there's just one charge of perjury. Now you can accidentally Ooh. kill somebody. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, you can accidentally kill somebody. So if there's different degrees of way we can kill people, how come they're not different degrees in which we lie? Right. So if I just don't know, if I come to the conclusion that. I didn't know, or I found out later that, you know, what, like, you know, you murdered somebody and you came and talked to me afterwards and then you didn't say anything about the murder, but then, uh, the cops come talk to me, you know, why are there, why is, uh, perjury black and white, but murder is not, you know, I mean, there's, there's the liable mission to go like, well, I didn't say this, so therefore... You know, like I the words never got, yeah. the sound never came, never, never got uttered out of my mouth. Yeah, but you never lied technically. Yeah, you know, you, know yeah. like you, you omitted telling the truth. And yeah, it's like oh my god. So yeah. I just because to me, black and white. Of, I plead the fifth. F I F. One two three four five fifth. <laughs> uh, that's just the black and whiteness of it is something that I find. Just, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around because you can accidentally kill somebody and it's manslaughter. You can kill somebody with a car, it's vehicular homicide. You can uh, want to kill somebody but not plan it out, but you still do. Like, I just, there's second, first, second, third degree murder, manslaughter. There's vehicular homicide. And there's all these different types of way people kill each other, but there's only one charge for perjury. And I just, I don't understand that. Is that because. You know, it's, you willfully lied about it. Like, so, I mean, it's, would you break it down to go as, like, uh, a wife protecting her husband or a brother protecting his family? Is that a different, would that be a different degree of lying? I mean, or if you're, like, you're lying for profit? Well, one, I think we're getting way too far in the weeds when it comes to law theory, legal theory, you know, because it's like... Yeah. By what you're describing, it sounds like we should take this on a case-by-case basis, and there are no laws. Yeah. We just have judges and juries, you know? And if that's the case, then it's like, well, what are the rules of society? And, well, you have to fucking... There, there is no answer to these questions, you yeah. know? It's like, well, if you have to strike a balance somewhere... Yeah. You know, you have to have sweeping laws and regulations for everybody. Otherwise, it's fucking chaos. But you also have to take every single judicial system or every single judicial case case and judge it by the merits of the case. There has to be both. And, and that's why legal theory is like a, a living, breathing document. That's why legal documents and legal rights and regulations and torts and all these fucking things that are getting written every single day exist and continue to morph. Right. You know, the free the the first amendment wasn't the first amendment we remember until like 1930 something. Oh shit. People man. were getting prosecuted for uh speaking out against World War 1. Right. Like writing fucking pamphlets and and shit. People were getting prosecuted and thrown in jail for war crimes. Because yeah. it was going against the war effort, and this didn't change until you know a Supreme Court ruling in nineteen, I think thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. So it's like the things change and morph over time, usually for the better. You know, I mean, well, isn't but that some, like it, it can it can win. go sideways, yeah. huh? Like, is it like progressive always wins? I hope not in this case, yeah. because the progressives are all about compliance right now. You know, it's like. I don't want the progressives to win right now. I want the conservatives to strike a victory because I don't want this woke movement to completely take over. And all of a sudden we're a Marxist country. I don't, that, that terrifies the shit out of me because right now we're going way off our rockers on all sides. And it feels like we're going to, our fucking society is, is unraveling at the seams. Yeah. And, and we just have to understand and cut, like we were talking about earlier, just come back. Just, Come back to the center. That's where the peace and the balance is. 
we have to let the others win sometimes. Yeah. And it, and until people get that through their dumb fucking skulls, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that Evergreen video. Oh my god, dude. And one of those uh, people, one of the students there, because they were talking about, I, the whole situation is complicated as hell. And the, one of the guys who was protesting was like, fuck your free speech. Right. It's like, bro, do you not realize what you just said? Because like, if you want to come get rid right of free back speech, and bite you in the ass. Yeah, buddy. that means they could come after you next. Yeah. So just because you don't like it. You don't like my speech because yeah. you don't have the power right now. Yeah. Or because you have the power right now. Wait till I have the power, bitch. Yeah, and you know, if you want to say, like, say fuck your free speech yeah. then. Uh, yeah, so I don't, it's you're just, screaming for free speech at that point because you're a fucking surface level idiot. Yeah. It's like, these, it's just, you think better. Yeah. <laughs> Put that's, some fucking thought into your arguments, you know? That's, if you just look inward on your arguments, yeah. it's, you, most of this idiotic fucking ideology will go away mm-hmm. because they just, instead of criticizing their own argument, they just go, no, fuck your argument. Yeah. I'm right. You're wrong. That's, that's it. it. Yep, that's it. That's one of the things that I absolutely love, that I've loved about college, though, is they said that, like, look, I want you to write an argumentative paper, but I want you to do it from the other side. So, Oh, that's so difficult to do. Yeah, like, that's, they're like, look, it's going to be hard, but, so, are you for or against abortion? Oh, well, I'm for it. Okay, I want you to write a paper... About why abortion should be illegal. I was like, oh, fuck. I, 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 but I don't think it should be. I know. That's why I want you It'll to do it. It'll strengthen your argument against abortion. Yeah. It will strengthen your argument for why you think it should be legal. Or why it needs to do this. And you will be able to... If you do that for the rest of your life... Every time you have a disagreement with somebody... Right. Take their point of view and go, oh... Then you can pick out their flaws, and then it'll help you win that argument or whatever. If but, that's your end goal, yeah, if that's your end goal, yeah. yeah. But if you just want to be able to think better and think yeah. critically, then this is what you have to do. You have to be able to look but at you it. You definitely can't be static in your own thinking, yeah. You know, because if you want to pick it apart just to pick apart their argument and beat them in this argument, it still doesn't mean your side is right. It yeah. just means you're a better argue, arguer. You it's know, one of the thing. Oh, dude. So I watched. I was telling you, I watched that OJ thing. Uh, by the way, watch it. That's on Hulu. Do you have Hulu? I have to buy it, but I'm going to okay. one of these days. Uh, they have, it's the people, uh, Made in America, uh, the O.J. Simpson story. Okay. Yeah. So. I've always wanted to watch that. It's, dude, it's six or eight hour, eight, eight episodes, and they're all an hour and a half a piece. They are so fucking well done. Because they talk about not just O.J., but they talk about the era in which he grew up in. And he grew up right, he was really popular right during the middle of the Civil Rights Union. Civil rights uh, act, activists during like the sixties and everything. Yeah, and OJ navigated it perfectly. Really, because he was he. Uh, I was trying to text you this, and it wasn't coming out right. OJ wasn't black anymore. OJ Simpson was OJ Simpson because he was playing for USC, and he was the most gifted running back they had ever he had. Orange, he was he was the juice. He was the juice. Yeah, and so. He, uh, like, when it was during the uh, the 1960s, they were going to boycott the Olympics, but they ended up going. But he was just like, look, I'm not going to the Olympics. Like, it's whatever, when it's happening, I'm conditioning for football. So I, I, don't, have an, I don't have anything to say about this. So he really just navigated it perfectly. He was both friends with whites, blacks, everybody. And then uh, throughout this whole entire life, he became this person he became oj simpson he was not some black guy named oj he was oj simpson he never was they uh countless times they brought up people who they interviewed and they're like hey what's with all these fucking black people sitting with oj for i mean that's how they would describe him when he's sitting having lunch with his other you know lunch mates or whatever yeah and it's like holy shit they never saw him as black they just saw him as the juice he's the juice so then the 1993 or 96. He was a fucking horse of a man, dude. dude oh my he god. He's so fucking big. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, Rodney King happens. So. Can't we all just get along? Isn't that guy? 
I, I don't know. Uh, uh, but so Rodney King happens, and they they film this guy sees this dude getting beat by four cops, so busts out his home video camera, records it, blows up the whole entire world. That's crazy, man. Yeah. How? How? What? What year was that? 93, 96. I think Who it was Who has a home video camera on them like that? He did, apparently. Yeah. And how, how, yeah, how crazy is it that. And then none the of the home... cops seen him holding a big ass fucking camera? Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, about that. It has that... perfect lighting? Yeah. Hold on. No, it didn't have perfect lighting. It was lit up from the cop cars. Perfect lighting. For... That sounds like yeah. a soundstage to me, Mike. No, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. Here's I'm the thing. my conspiracy theory. There were 12 cops. Okay. That pulled over Rodney King. Four of them are on video beating him uh, with nightsticks. Who's, who's the one recording him. it? Uh, the, they're in front of some guy's house, and so he is in his house recording it on mm. his home video camera. And the thing yeah, that they, they talk they about—they go and acquit every single one of them cops in Los Angeles. Went and lost it. Yeah. Uh, they Macklemore Larry. Uh, so there's like twelve cops and. The video doesn't get released right away. If you read all 12 of those cops' reports, they never mention the beating. So all of those cops never brought it up. Never said that anything bad happened. Never said that he resisted arrest or anything. So they, it was a normal activity for them to have four dudes gang up and beat up a black guy with nightsticks. Bro, that's bananas. Yeah, I, that, they brought that up. And I was like, holy fuck, I never thought about it that way. And then there was this 13-year-old girl... Uh, a couple of months after Rodney King, she goes to a Korean bodega and goes up and she has her milk, has her money in her hand, and the Korean lady, uh, they start having arguments and she has the money in her hand. The lady, like the uh, OJ falls on the ground or whether the milk falls on the ground, she picks it up, puts it on the counter. And turns around and starts walking away. Korean lady pulls out a gun and shoots her in the back of the head. Jesus Christ. Now, that's fucking murder in my book. I mean, she's not stealing at this point. Even if she was stealing, you don't fucking execute a child. That's cold-blooded. Yeah. So, God damn. the DA, the police, the defense, the civil unrest, the civil, uh, civil rights activists, everyone and their fucking mother... Was like, this bitch is guilty. Yeah. She needs to go to prison for the rest of her life because she straight up murdered a 13-year-old girl. Oh, shit, she was 13? She was 13. And we have it on video. Fuck. The judge was like, nah. You get like 90 hours of community service. Oh, my God. So. Korean privilege, am I right? Yeah, we we get Rodney King getting beat by four cops. Three of them go to trial. All three of them get acquitted. We get uh, a Korean lady murdering a 13-year-old black girl gets community service. All of these crimes are happening to black Americans, and no one is paying for them. No one's going, getting in trouble. No one's going to jail. There's no justice. It's always been the, right. the mindset of let them kill themselves. Like, is, let them, hurt, you know... Uh, where my point is, is what we were talking about, how good your argument is. Mm. And if you've argument better than somebody, even though you're wrong, you can still win an argument. So that's the situation we're in when OJ, because OJ did it. Uh, oh, watching, he did it. <laughs> watching that documentary, bro. I, you know, I just knew OJ did it because from, you know, uh, society, I've, I've watched enough comedians, black comedians, white comedians, uh, movies, everything, news, a little bit news snippets. I just knew OJ was guilty beforehand. Watching this documentary proved it for me, and I'll tell you why. Before I even got to the fucking murder, OJ was a domestic abuser. He controlled uh, Nicole. He beat Nicole regularly. He was insanely jealous anytime another man looked at Nicole. So. She had countless times of her calling the cops. He's going to kill me. He has a baseball bat. He's going to kill me. She never presses charges. Never presses charges. The cops just like, oh man, it's the juice. It's fucking OJ, bro. And 
they let him go constantly. And she never presses charges and nothing ever happens. Finally, she does one time. And this is like, she's getting to the point where it's going to be, he's going to kill me or I have to leave. And then so they have it up and this is the first time everyone's hearing about it. But all these cops are like, no, I've been out there fucking 10 times. He beats her regularly. So that right there sealed the deal for me. I was like, oh yeah, he did it. Because that's where domestic abuse always goes. It never dies down. It doesn't get better. No, uh, yeah, no pun intended. It does not get better. <laughs> like, once a man hits, I mean, even when if it's a woman, because women do it too, it always escalates to murder. It never goes, you know, slap or demeaning or emotional abuse or this, that, and the other. It never just goes back to the beginning because they start getting that control. And little by little and little, they control, control, control. It's power, man. It's power. That's what it is power. So. Once I found out it's that finicky thing. there was so much domestic abuse against him, I was like, oh yeah, this dude did. I, without fucking question, I don't need to see the evidence. This man did it. He found, he came over that night to fuck, because he, they've talked about, he was watching her when she got her own apartment in her own house. She was, he was watching her have sex with different dudes and then would call her up, call her whore, like try to beat her, beat down, like beat him, like invade her home. And beat her up inside her own home. Like, he tried doing that. I mean, there are one of her boyfriends after OJ was like, yeah, this dude was watching us while we were being intimate with one another. So, that level of, like, it's crazy is what I was like, all right, this dude did it. There's no question in my fucking mind. And Ron spoiler Gold- alert, he gets away with it. Yeah. And Ron Goldman was wrong place, wrong time. They would always go to that restaurant. They loved that restaurant. That was one of her boyfriends was the owner of the restaurant. Her mom forgot her glasses there. He was a waiter. And he was like, hey, bro, you want to run this over to Nicole's house? You know where she lives, right? Yeah. Great. He goes, I think he finally just snapped and couldn't take her living on her own and not being a part of being his property. And, and that's not a white and black thing. That is a domestic abuse thing. If I can't have you, no one will. You are, in a sense, my property. So he couldn't take that anymore. So he goes up there and he fucking cuts her head off. He's like an inch away from cutting her head off. Rod Goldman walks on her dead fucking corpse. And that's when OJ attacks him, murders Ron Goldman, cuts himself. There's blood all over the place. There's a fucking blood trail of him walking towards where his Bronco was. Blood on the Bronco, blood in the Bronco, Nicole's blood, Goldman's blood, the bloody glove at the crime scene. There's a bloody glove at his house. And so they think that the cops planted the bloody glove. But at the time when they found it, they thought OJ had been murdered too. They're like, fuck, someone's coming after OJ's family. So they were looking for him, not as a suspect, they were looking for him as a victim. And so they're, they're talking to this guy who was living on the OJ's property. He was like, yeah, dude, I, I heard somebody fucking hit, this is, uh, I had heard someone hit the wall on the back side of my house. Back side of his house was the back side of the property. OJ was trying to sneak back onto his property. He hopped the fence, catches himself on the wall. That's what the dude who was, is Cato Kane was his name, living in the guest house. That's what he heard. As he's climbing over the wall, his bloody glove slips out. So the time the cops are there, they're not looking for him as a murder suspect. They're looking for him as a victim. They go, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go see what the fuck went on back here. He goes back, spots the glove, radios in evidence control. Like 12 other cops come there. They all see the glove. He picks up the glove. The only problem is the guy who picked up the glove, the detective, I can't remember his name, a raging racist. I mean, he was part God of the Watts. Yeah, he was part of the Watts riots, and he uh, tried to sue. Fucking racist. Uh, yeah, he tried to sue the police department so he could retire early, the pension board, because he said the Watts riots made him racist. He said, "I experienced so much trauma of watching these black people do it that I can't do my job anymore because I hate them so much." He has been on like there are tapes and tapes of him calling him. N words and these people are animals. I have to beat them into submission. Like what's just, that's just a Saturday night for us. That's a good time, you know, clubbing black kids. 
Anyway, so my whole point to this, this whole round long walk for a short drink of water, better arguments always win. So the situation we find ourselves in when OJ is going on trial is Rodney King gets beat by black by white cops. White cops go free. 13-year-old black girl gets murdered by a, a Korean woman. Woman gets community service. We have all these crimes happening against black people. And then we get O.J. Simpson, African-American male, is being railroaded by the white police because they say he killed his wife. They get uh, nine women on that jury. Like It's a... It's a perfect mix of white and black male and male women, white women, black women, whatever. There's like nine women total. I think all of them are black. And so they're thinking, great, you know, we're going to get, we're going to convict him. And they can't say that we're racist because it was a black jury that convicted him. Because we, they're like, we got him cold. We got his evidence, blood here, 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 there, there. We have all these things. Uh, but... The cops. What was the name of uh, OJ's wife? Nicole Brown. Simpson. Nicole Brown. Yeah, it's not Nicole Brown's Simpson's fault that Rodney King got beat beat to a pulp and the cops got off. Exactly. It's not her fault that this this black lady got shot in the back of the head by the Korean and didn't had community service. There still needs to be justice for the victim, regardless of if he's black or white. No, that's what I'm saying. That I agree with you. Oh. Hundred percent. Okay. So what the jury? So the cops fucked up royally. So when they're gathering the evidence, there is the envelope that was holding the glasses of Nicole Brown's mom. Uh, one of the the head guy of the evidence collecting team grabs it with his bare hands. What? Why would you do that? Uh, they brought. They got some blood from OJ to test it from the the compare it to the blood that was there. When they got the blood, they brought it to the testing thing, and then they brought it to the crime scene. And the defense team asked him, why have you ever brought blood to a crime scene before? He goes, no. Why would you do it here? So it looked like they were trying to railroad him. So these jurors were like, you know, if one of them actually said, if, and because the the other thing that the prosecutors did is they brought in a black prosecutor because the two lead prosecutors were white. One was a white man, one was a white woman. They're like, look, we can't be seen as being a black, uh, as prosecuting a black guy. We got to get a black guy to do it. And the one of the jurors is like, that shit's racist. Like, just do your job. Yeah, like, do why your did fucking you, job. Why did you bring in a black guy to do it? If you, are you not capable of doing it? So everyone and their mother... They overthought, they, they overthought this. Yeah, everyone and their mother could see that those gloves uh, weren't going to fit his hand because they had shrunk, but they looked big still. So it wouldn't uh, if the prosecutor, if the defense team said, "Hey, try on those gloves," and they don't fit, you know, it's you must acquit. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> they the, the the jury would be like, "We wouldn't have thought anything about it yeah. because it's them trying." We can see. We just would have assumed. Or that they, it was a thing like the, the defense couldn't ask for the gloves to be t- tested on. Black prosecutor wants to go, look, I'm not some puppet here. I'm in control of this case. I'm going to make him put on these gloves. Everyone on the prosecution team was like, hey, look, those gloves have shrunk. Don't have them put them on. They probably won't fit him. And plus, he has to wear these other gloves on top of it. So it's really not going to work. And the defense team were like, look. We're going to let these dudes hang themselves. They're going to make you put on, try and put on these gloves. So OJ was like, man, those gloves are going to fit me because they're my gloves. And uh, his his agent was like, stop taking your arthritis medicine. Oh, shit. Why? No, my hands will hurt. Why will your hands hurt? Because I have arthritis. What happens when you have arthritis and your hands hurt? My knuckles get all bit. Oh, so yeah, he stopped taking his arthritis medicine for like a week, and his hands got huge. And then everyone was like telling this prosecutor, "Don't like have him try on the glove, please don't do it, because they're not going to fit him." The jury 
Like, look, I, if he hadn't tried them on, I would have said they would have fit him because they looked huge. He has big hands, big gloves. They're obviously going to fit. And the, the prosecutor's like, nope, I'm in control of this case. Mr. Simpson, please try on the gloves. He goes, ooh, ah, ee, I just, I can't, they're so tight. They're just, oh. and then Johnny Cochran goes, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. And, uh, the another juror that they talked to, they asked her, they're like, did you acquit OJ because of Rodney King and this, I think her name was Kamisha Harris. She's like, yeah. Because we were seeing all these crimes happening to black people and no justice was being done. And we looked at it as the, they were railroading a black man and we thought we could actually do some good here. Where's the good come out of that? Yeah. I, exactly, and that's where I was. I was so fu- I was texting Sarah at like two o'clock in the morning when I was watching this. I'm like these fucking jurors knew he was guilty, and they still let him go. One of the jurors said, "If they had only argued better or presented the evidence better, we probably would have uh, uh, found him guilty." That's why they put. That's another reason for the incompetent prosecutor yeah like why like why, they overthought the entire thing yeah but Dan listen to what I just said if they presented the evidence better we would have found him guilty the evidence is the same yeah so it just means somebody yells at a different right or raises their voice at a different like the show is what you're going off of you're not going off of what the actual evidence is cause they brought in cops that were like that's yeah. crazy too yeah and yeah he fucking beat him constantly like everyone knows that's where domestic abuse ends is yeah. in either murder or the woman running for her life constantly or the guy ends up in jail and that's when she finally is able to break free and but yeah, they straight up said it was because Kamisha Harris and not just that but all of the uh, they finally saw that they had a chance to uh, stop an injustice from happening and in doing so they caused an injustice to happen because here's another thing that the defense attorney did that was so fucking sh- just, I don't understand it the judge was like okay we're going to bring the jury to where they found the glove at the crime scene at the OJ estate prosecutors was like why why do they need to see where the glove was found that's stupid judge you don't have to do this he's like nah, we're going to do it anyway and you know what? While we're here, we're going to take a tour of OJ's house. Why? None of our evidence came from the house. The jury has no reason to go into the house. The judge was like, yep, yeah, fuck it. We're going to go into the house anyway. The defense team knew that that was going to happen. So they took down every picture of OJ. Because all the pictures of OJ in there were him with his white friends. He did not have a single photo of himself on, he had this huge spiral wall, and it was just filled with pictures of him with rich, white, famous people that all of his friends were. And then they took all those pictures down, and they had to scour the fucking earth to find photos of him with black people. Wow. Because even OJ didn't like black people. All of his friends were white guys. All of the people that he knew were white guys. And... The thing about all of this, that's why they were thought... The irony, man. It's it's so many levels to this. Yeah, they thought they got great with... They they had a good idea of getting the nine black women to be the the jurors. Because he murdered a white woman. And this woman that he murdered... This white woman that he murdered, if you want to make it about race... uh, He started dating her when he was married to a black woman. Yet, you don't have a problem with that? Yet you're saying we're railroading this black why guy. Do, why do we have to put race into the into the mix in the first place? Well, that's at, that's at the time. That's all it was out there. I mean, and I think that's always going to have a case. I mean, I don't I don't agree with it. I'm right where you are. What, what you're thinking is that why do we have to? Uh, why does race have to be a part of any type of crime scene or crime or trial or anything? Uh, but unfortunately, no, that just seems to be the case, and I don't know why. And it bothers the everything fuck out of me. Because one of, oh, dude, so we were talking about the awful side of psychology in our last episode. I was just listening to that fucking banger episode, bro. Hell yeah. 
One of the things I wanted to talk about, but we never got around to, was the institutional racism of the mental health system. Interesting. So, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Here you go. You ready for it? Doctors are getting, they did this study where they gave doctors this these list of symptoms, and uh, they they're like, oh yeah, it's X Y Z disorder. Okay, it's a black man. Oh, he has schizophrenia. Wow. Black men and women were diagnosed with schizophrenia like 67% of the time more than they were with white people. What the fuck, man? Yeah. And they weren't shown this. Like, they took an actual schizophrenic who has been diagnosed by six or seven different doctors, wrote down all of his symptoms, gave it to a doctor, the doc- they gave it to a bunch of doctors, and they were like, yeah, this is just... He's got XYZ, PTSD, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 medical jargon. And then they were like, did it again, but like, okay, it's a black man. They were like, oh, yeah, he all has PTSD, he has schizophrenia. And actually, yeah, that's a white dude with schizophrenia, but you're just doing it. Those are the exact because, same symptoms. Yeah, but yeah. you're just saying it because he's black. Wow. So, dude, it's fucking... It's systematic, dude. And it's not just the mental health field. It's the Justice Department. I mean, it's... It's just... It's been ingrained into our society that... Uh, you know, that black people are lesser. Or that they're criminals. Or that they're faking. Because even with... Going to the emergency room... A black woman and a white woman will have the same symptoms, the black woman's going to be sent home before the white woman is because the white woman is going to actually get care because they they have this inherent disbelief of whatever the black woman says. I don't know about all that, but... Well, that, it's just a, that was a article that I read that it was... They did a study on it, and that's what happened. Like, women that almost died because they had endometriosis. Uh, that's when an egg gets stuck in the fallopian tubes. Yeah. And they were like, you just need, you have acid indigestion. You just need to take some fucking Tylenol. Here's some Pepto Fismol, bitch. Yeah. So, I don't know, dude. It's just, it's fucking unbelievable the amount of shit that I've just, that I've read through the last fucking five years of going to school. Or is that not five years, the last two years of going to school. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's just, it's so fucking depressing. That's super dark, man. Hey, awful aspects. But they did that fucking OJ shit. Watch that, dude, because it's it was phenomenal, man. It fucking captivated me from the moment. It was that ESPN thirty for thirty. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Those dudes do outstanding Great work. work. Yeah, yeah, I mean not just dudes and women. I mean guys, the non uh, non gender guys. Uh, the people over at 30 for 30 just do fucking phenomenal work. I've never seen a bad one. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're really good. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, um I have you seen the Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa one? That was that one's one of my favorites. No, I want to watch yeah, that one because yeah. oh my gosh. Shooting for 63 or something like that yeah. or or 63 might be the name of it. Have you seen the movie 61 Asterisk? Uh-uh. It's about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle going after the Home one record, season home one record. Oh damn! And uh, Roger Maris gets it, and uh, but they're like, "Well, you're playing more games," and this is one of those things where history is a uh, uh, kind of uh, the awful aspects of history and what people care about. They're like, Babe Ruth was an institution, so we can't have someone beating Babe Ruth's record. So what they did was they put an asterisk by it because you're playing more games, and that's like how they just fucked him over that way. Because instead of just having him beat Fuck. the record, like, nope, you're actually just going to get your own record. It's going to be asterisk because we want the babe's record to stand. So like, even though the that's dude's my been, record, bitch. Yeah, that's even though so the dude's fucked. been dead for years at this point, you know, it's just like, oh my god, can't it's, disrupt uh, tradition. Yeah, it's a HBO movie that uh, Billy Crystal did because he's a huge uh, Yankee fan, and Roger Maris played the uh, played for the Yankees with Mickey Mantle. But yeah, it, dude, it's seriously one of the best movies I've ever seen, especially about baseball. Yeah. I fucking love a good baseball movie. Oh my god, Field of Dreams. 
Never actually seen Field of Dreams. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Sarah's going to be mad, too. She's going to text me when she reads. I've never seen that fucking movie, man. It's so, so good. Uh, I've seen bits and parts. That's and the first James Earl Jones movie I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe Star Wars might have been the first one. but what did you, When did you see Stan Lot, though? Never seen it. Get the fuck out of here, Dan. This is my house now. You've never seen Sandlot? Get out of here. I've seen like bits and pieces. Yeah. Like I think the only thing I remember from that movie is the ball gets hit over the fence and the, yeah. they have to get it from the dog or some shit. Yeah. I think that's the only scene I've ever seen. Oh, well, James Earl Jones plays uh, the uh, uh, the guy who owns the dog. Okay. And uh, after they, they get, they run back to the house, the dog gets uh, the fence, lands on it. And so they lift the fence up and James Earl Jones comes in like, what the fuck are you guys kids doing? Like, oh, we hit a ball over your fence. He's like, why didn't you just knock on my door? I would have gotten it for you. And one of the other kids was like, we can't ask him. He's going to feed us to his dog. And then so they all start beating up on the kid. It's pretty funny. But it's it's one of those classic baseball movies. I think it's right up there with Field of Dreams and I think Sarah will even agree with me on that. But, I don't know, man. Angels in the Outfield is pretty good. Oh, dude. You want to talk about some fucking feelings there? Angels in the Outfield Angels will fucking outfield get you, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a love classic that movie. 90s movie. Yeah. Oh, so good. Fucking uh, Christopher Lloyd yes. as the main angel. Oh, yep. my God. I fucking love that movie, yeah. dude. The mom, the adoptive It does mom. if you believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Man. That was so... Is that Justin Gordon-Levin playing the little kid? Yeah. Motherfucker, yeah. dude. Oh, God. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh Let's see, Major League. That's another one of those classic uh, late 80s, early 90s movie. That's the Charlie Sheen movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, fucking Behringer. I've never seen that one. No, Behringer. He was the guy who played the catcher. Oh, okay. I don't know that name then, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's another great baseball movie? You know what I fucking love? One of my favorites. There's no is crying in baseball. A League of the Road. I of was the... just going to say that. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Because of fucking Tom Hanks, man. That's so good. Oh, dude. Uh Man, yeah, dude, I just, how fucking awesome is baseball, Dan? Eh, it's alright. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you uh, hit that pause on that? Yeah. And we're back. Yeah, man, this has been, you know, we did a hodgepodge episode here of just this, that, and the other, man. And it was a lot of fun. I think just... Yeah, I, factory I, farming is just way too dark, man. Yeah. Like, it makes me just, makes me just want to... Just not eat meat ever again. Right, just fucking you know, fried, dude. Yeah. Or like go and get it myself. Right. Maybe skin my cats or some shit. Dude. Uh, <laughs> skin your cats? Oh my god. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, I love you too. Kind of. No, but yeah, man. This was, a, this was a great talk. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I love this podcast so much is just the shit that we were able to talk about. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's just because it's, it's hard, dude. I mean, we don't have to, we don't yeah. have, to have a topic. We can just yeah. bullshit about it, whatever. But, uh, yeah, guys, let us know what you think. Awesomeawfulpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram's the same, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you, let you know. If you have a topic you think we should uh, do some research on, let us know, and, uh, you know, we'll do it. Since I picked such a dark one, man, you picked the next one. On the mm. spot, right here. On the spot, right here. Uh... Let's do, let's do pop culture. Pop culture. Hey, you know what? My idea, real quick. Let's do pop culture, Dan. Okay. okay pop cool. culture sounds let's great. Pop culture sounds good? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, have a great night. Bye. Bye, guys.